Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. <laughs> this is that spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit, saith the Lord. It is radio show. Glad to have you with us t- today, <coughs> tonight. This what is it? October thirtieth, twenty twenty-two. That's when I'm broadcasting in the radio station KDIX, and we are being picked up by, of course, their website KDIX.net, and also by Holy Ghost Radio Channel Two. <coughs> Text me tonight seven zero one two nine zero seven eight six two and let me know which way you are listening. If you would, it's always fun for me to find that out. You can also email me if you're out of the country or you don't have the ability to text. And my email is robertsimons58 at gmail.com. A lot of people have texted already. Let's see, who do we have here? We've got uh, the award to the very first texter was Brother Dale Jones. Said he had been praying for me this afternoon and appreciate that. We've got uh, Brother Johnson said he was adjusting the spiritual rabbit ears for another Tell It Like It Is show. Glad to have him listening. We've got uh, (coughs) Brother, the Lunas are listening (coughs) in Wapiton or Breckenridge or wherever they live. Zach and Leah listening tonight in Fargo. Those are some good people. We've got uh, Henry and Harry listening tonight. Henry and Harry, 
Uh, those are some pretty uh, neat little boys that come to our church. And I, I like their names, Henry and Harry. Those are old names, and I like them. And, and you just got to meet these boys. The names fit the boys, or at least they do now. We got Ben Yoder listening tonight. He's uh, doing well out in Pennsylvania. He may have so far the record for the farthest person away that's listening. Uh, this radio signal doesn't go that far, but I know the internet does. We've got some Abe and Sierra and Cassidy and Oren listening. Sister Bretz is listening, and I always have fun teasing her in church. She's such a good sport, and uh, she claimed today when I was teasing her that she's not old. It's just her kids are making her older because they're getting older, I suppose. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. That's a good way to get it. And or email me, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. So if you're listening somewhere besides the United States, I'd be interested in that too. Now, this radio show is designed for the local Dickinson, North Dakota audience, and so... You know, we are glad you everyone else is listening in too, but certainly we um, are broadcasting on an AM station, which is still one of the last, uh, the radio is actually one of the very last uncensored forms of communication, I think. And so I hope that it sticks around for a while. KDIX sure has been around for a while, and these people here in this, in this station have been so good to us over the years and have taught us how to do this and even occasionally put up with some people that complain about our program, but always seem to back me. And that doesn't happen a lot. I, I try to be so sweet. So how could you dislike me? We've got uh, Luke and Becky listening tonight in their car. Good to have them listening. I'm thankful that they're listening. Well, I was in a struggle for what I wanted to do my program on. I, I have two things and I can't do them both. So, I don't know what to do, but maybe I'll sing a song here and think about it. This is going out to the Lunas tonight. They don't even know this song, but he always wants me to sing. Makes me feel good like he likes my singing. That's very nice of him. Well, this song is taken out of the book of Psalms. Psalm 33. See, verses 1, 3, 4, 5, 8, and 9. And pretty much straight out of the King James, but... I just like playing it. Uh, certain songs, if you're a guitar player or a, mu- or a musician, there's certain songs that are just fun to play and fun to sing, and this is one of them. It's just it's an old Lance Appleton song and uh, taken right out of the Bible. So I know the words are right. Let's try it. Rejoice in the Lord, all ye righteous, for praise is comely for the upright. Unto our God a brand new song. Play skillfully, play with a loud, loud noise. That's what I'm doing right now. For the word of the Lord is right, and his works are done in truth. Righteousness and judgment. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. Rejoice! Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let the world stand in awe of Him. It was done He commanded And it stood Fast For the word of the Lord Is right And his works Are done in truth He loves righteousness And judgment is full of the goodness of the Lord. Rejoice! For the word of the Lord is right. 
and his works are done in truth. He loves righteousness and judgment. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. Rejoice! All right, well, that settled it. Let's, let's turn in our Bibles. Let's see where we're at tonight. Let's try um, Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. This is something I spoke about in our church this past Wednesday. Hebrews 12, verses 1 and 2. It says this, Wherefore, seeing we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. And I want to talk about this concept, the joy that was set before Jesus Jesus that helped him go through the crucifixion. If any of the people at the jail are listening to me tonight, a shout out to you guys. We've been having great services up there every Sunday afternoon. Uh, Brother Kyle and I go up there and we've just been having, I mean, just uh, good attendance. Uh, just people seem to be very attentive. Uh, I mean, we're talking about, you know, I think between 30 and 40 maybe even a little more than 40 people every Sunday and uh, people that seem very serious about serving the Lord. I talked about part of this up there today, too. But I want to talk about what is this joy that was set before Jesus that helped him endure the cross, the crucifixion, that horrible death that Jesus freely did for our sins. He freely died for our sins, but there was an incentive for him to do this. What was the incentive? What was the joy that was set before him. Many times if you're in the middle of a, a tough thing, <clears throat> if you if there's a reward at the end of the tough thing, you can you can get through it because you know that there's a reward. Well, there was some kind of reward, there was some kind of a joy, there was something that Jesus was looking forward to that helped him endure the cross. That's Hebrews chapter twelve and verse two. What is that joy? The joy that was set before Jesus. Now let me just make the disclaimers that I always have to do when I speak. I realize that the best thing you can do for yourself is to serve God and do what he says. Um, I hope that when I'm dead and gone that I'll be remembered for preaching and teaching that, that we serve God and it benefits us. The most selfish thing you can do for yourself is to deny yourself and serve God. That's what Deuteronomy ten twelve through 13 says, which is one of my favorite sets of verses, because I just love it. It goes, and now Israel, Deuteronomy ten twelve, what doth the Lord thy God require of thee but to fear the Lord thy God, to walk in all of his ways, to love him, to serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul, to keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes, which I command thee this day for thy good. Notice there are six things that he commands us to do here. But he ends it by saying, we do those things for our good. It's for our good that we serve God. And I know that. And that's not what I'm talking about tonight on the program. But but I want you to know that I realize that. But is it possible for us to give God pleasure? Is it possible for us to give God joy? Now, there was a man in the book of Job, one of Job's friends, that didn't think so. His name was Eliphaz. And the title of this program tonight is Eliphaz Was Wrong. When you read the book of Job, just like Jonah, or Job, just like the book of Ecclesiastes or the Song of Solomon, you certainly have to understand uh, what these books are about, why they were written, who wrote them. That's very, very important because if you don't, you could actually get come away with the wrong idea. That's why the Bible says to rightly divide the word of truth. Many of the things that Job's friends said, in fact, all of the things they said were true in some way, but not completely. Just like Job 22, 2-3, where Eliphaz, the Temanite, said, Can a man be profitable unto God as he that is wise may be profitable unto himself? 
Is it any pleasure to the Almighty that thou art righteous? Or is it a gain to him that thou makest thy ways perfect? Eliphaz was insinuating that we (coughs) can't do anything for God. We can't give God anything. We can't give God back anything. We, he, uh, he was insinuating that we can't give God pleasure. It doesn't matter to God whether we're righteous or not. In other words, he'll find righteous people out there somewhere. If we don't want to be righteous, God will find somebody that wants to be righteous. Uh, he, he said, is it a gain to God that you make your way perfect? Well, The name of the program tonight is Eliphaz was wrong. Eliphaz was wrong. You know, because we are the joy, God's church, God's obedient people are the joy that was set before Jesus that helped him endure the cross. And I'm not preaching some kind of a weird doctrine tonight. I'm telling you, this is biblical. I'm going to prove it tonight. i got a lot of scripture here to prove it with. And so, this, this uh, tonight I want you to know that, that we have got if we are doing what we're supposed to be doing, that we can give God pleasure. And, uh, and I believe that that's what God's design is. Stay tuned. Text me 701-290-7860. As the devil's right hand Cause like a sailor Always looking for a fight Rumor was he stole the boy Cuck at his eyes Scared the congregation One Sunday in May When he ran up to the altar And they heard Billy say Take me to the river Wash me clean Let my sins drift down to New Orleans Out into the middle Of the Gulf of Mexico Where they'll be forgotten Everybody followed all the way to the shore In the back of our minds While we stood there and prayed We were waiting for the color of the water to change But it never did It was as filthy as him He popped up out of the water And he said it again Take me to the river Wash me clean Let my sins drift down to New Orleans Out into the middle of the Gulf of Mexico Never get tired of that song, Muddy Mississippi by the Dunaways. I know Timothy Spell was singing the lead on that. Tonight, hey, thanks for listening. Tim from North Carolina is uh, listening. I got a, hey, Brother Luna just texted me and asked me to give me a request for a song. I can sing that song. We'll see if I can fit it in. Um, I like singing songs that I wrote because I don't forget the words usually. 
We're talking tonight about, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12 and 2 that, that we were the joy that was set before Jesus that helped him to endure the cross and despise the shame. And so tonight I'm set out on a radio show to prove that Eliphaz was wrong when he said it's not possible for us to give pleasure to the Almighty, or he insinuated that uh, in, in the book of Job 22. He he said, can a man be profitable unto God? Now here again, I understand what Eliphaz was saying. If you don't want to serve God, God will find somebody to serve God. He's not His joy is not contingent upon you personally, but collectively it was God's church that was the joy that was set before Jesus. The reward of of God coming to this earth, robing himself in flesh, and and that man dying on the cross, the reward to God was that he was going to have a people that would freely choose to serve him. That was the joy that was set before him. Uh, if you're a predestinationist person, um, I'm not. I believe that the Bible and life only make sense based on free will. Uh, nothing makes, if, if there's, even the evil in this world, if there wasn't such a thing as free will, I couldn't figure out the evil in this world. But there is free will. Psalm 149, verses 1 through 4, which is a psalm, is a psalm that I sing a lot because I like it. But it ends with this, For the Lord taketh pleasure in his people. Now this is a song of worship and praise, talking about singing and dancing, before the Lord, rejoicing before the Lord, uh, using musical instruments uh, to worship the Lord. And then it says, for the Lord taketh pleasure in his people. We, God's people, when we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, give God pleasure. Psalm 147 and 10 says, He delighteth not in the strength of the horse, he taketh not pleasure in the legs of a man. In other words, it's not the um, the strength of a horse, a war horse, or the strength of a man's legs, that's not what delights the Lord or, or, or gives him pleasure. But it says in verse 11 of Psalm 147, the Lord taketh pleasure in them that fear him, in, in those who hope in his mercy. You see, Eliphaz, you're wrong. We can give God pleasure. We can, <coughs> we, by living the way that he designed us to live because we want to, that gives God pleasure. Today up at the county jail, I spoke about this, and uh, and it seemed like I was, I was these guys were and ladies were, were getting it. In other words, this is a two-way street. Yes, living for God and serving God and losing your life in His is the greatest thing we can do for ourselves. Because that's what we were designed to do. We were designed to serve the Lord, worship the Lord, praise the Lord. That's what we were designed. You'll never be, you know, um, you know, the, uh, sometimes there are certain types of cars, especially some of the older cars that I used to know a little bit about. Uh, some of those were made into hot rods, and they didn't run good unless you were rotting them. They they sounded like they were going to die out, the way the, the cams were set and so on. They just didn't run good going 25 miles an hour down the road. But when you opened them up, now I, I know this didn't work when you got pulled over by the police. If you would have told the police, officer, with all due respect, that's what this car was made for. And I don't think that would get you out of anything. <clears throat> and we've got a great sheriff in town, but I don't I don't think that he'd even buy that. Well, we were made what we were made for is to serve God, to love God, and and to keep his commandments with a free will. Zephaniah three seventeen, which is one of my more one of my favorite newer scriptures the last several years, maybe the last three or four years, and I quote this, or I, I reference this verse a lot. It says, The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save, notice this, he will rejoice over thee with joy. 
He will rest in his love. He will joy over thee with singing. So these look at the way this is worded. Worded God will rejoice over us with joy. I mean, we can put a smile on God's face, and not only a smile on God's face, but a tune in his lips. He will joy over thee with singing. If we live holy lives and walk in love and mercy towards others, we are the joy that was set before Jesus. You know, we are. You know, let me let me just start by saying, and, and here again, I, I, um, I believe what I'm going to be talking about with all my heart, that just because God, just because God made salvation available to you, just because you surrendered or, 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 or you know, um, came to God and prayed and asked for forgiveness, that's that's a great start. I mean, of course it is. But that's not the joy that was set before him. Crying out for forgiveness is only the very, well, I shouldn't say it's not, it's just the beginning of it. But when we freely, with our, with our will, choose to walk in holiness, notice Proverbs 11 and 20, and I'm going to put a lot of stock in this tonight. It says, they that are of a forward or froward heart or forward heart, are abomination to the Lord. Now that word there, forward, means crooked or dishonest. They're an abomination to the Lord. But such as are upright in their way are his delight. You see what it's saying? Notice, think about these words. Are his delight. People that are upright. People that walk in holiness. People that want to do the things that please God. And even in simple areas, maybe like even our appearance. You know, the Bible teaches in 1 Peter 3 about not wearing jewelry or in jewelry in your hair or jewelry on your body. We shouldn't adorn ourselves that way, but we should adorn ourselves with a good spirit. He was talking to women here, but it can certainly be applied to everybody. And then it says in verse 1 Peter 3 and 4, which is in the sight of God a great price. You see, even in our appearance, we can please God. 1 Timothy 2.9 talks about dressing modestly. You know, that's why Pentecostal people pay attention to what they wear. They don't wear clothing that's that's immodest, exposing the body or, or too tight or anything like that. Because we, we say, well, why do you do that? Because we are the joy that was set before him. Obeying the Bible and people that freely obey the Bible were the joy that was set before Jesus that helped him endure the cross. <coughs> that That was the payment or the what he was looking forward to. First uh, Timothy two nine talks about not wearing makeup and and so on. And here again, jewelry, gold and pearls and so on. In the book of Deuteronomy twenty two and five, it talks about how men and women should not dress similar. Like this cross dressing that's going on today is not true in all cultures, but it's certainly true in ours. But the Bible has things to say about it. And that's why you'll notice Pentecostal people, Pentecostal men don't wear dresses. And, the, and their women don't wear slacks or pants. There's a distinction in the dress. Why is that? Because we are wanting to obey God. We're, we don't care what culture says. We don't care what fashion says. We want to obey God. You see... These things, people might be shaking their head. Pastor Bob, why are you talking about this on the radio? Don't you want people to come to your church? Uh, Listen, I want people to come to our church. The the holiness message that we preach is not going to turn people away. I mean, right now we're seeing the end result of the unisex movement, where now we children are, are, 
even parents don't even want to know if they want to call their children boys or girls or not. The blending of the sexes has always been destructive to every civilization, every culture, and it's certainly we're watching it play out in our culture now. Even in Dickinson, North Dakota, there are children in school that boys that think they're girls and girls that think they're boys. Folks, um, this goes into the deeper roots of the blending of the sexes and the roles and, and the dress and all those things. You say, well, so is God concerned about that? Yes, he is. God's concerned about that. And I could do a radio program on every one of those things that I just mentioned. Deuteronomy 22.5, The woman shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man, neither shall a man put on a woman's garment, for all that do so are abomination unto the Lord thy God. The Bible even teaches and talks about uh, what men and women's hair should be like. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, the Bible says that men should have short hair. Women should have long, uncut hair. You see, when we freely choose to obey God's word, we are the joy that was set before him. When people are, are freely on their own free will, obeying the Bible, Jesus, it was worth the price that he paid because he knew there were people going to be responding to this. We know what this is like. Um, you know, we, we know what this is like. You know, when we, when we have children and we do our best and, and sacrifice to raise them, we want our children to do well. We want our children to live the way we taught them. That's exactly what the Bible said. We are the joy. Our children are the, should be the joy that is set before us. A good parent, oh, the only payment a good parent needs is for his kid to, kids to turn out right. See, this is not hard to understand. We are the joy. You can, you can, uh, you can be profitable to God. Well, this is the Tell It Like It Is show. I'll play another Dunaway song here. Look at my text. Can you see them at the graveside? The stone is rolled in place Crying out in sorrow Tears rolling down their face Seems all hope is gone But they don't know There's a morning coming There's a morning coming, yeah Can you see them on that Sunday?
That is one of the most encouraging songs. It's There's a bunch of songs I know like that, and that one is certainly one of the most encouraging of all of them. You know, whatever you're going through, there's a morning coming. Don't give up. God's not finished yet. Uh, good to have all that are texting me tonight. Um, just see, we got some uh, people uh, saying a good, good comment about dressing holy and how even people from other cultures recognize that. Um, Levi and Dakota are listening in Minot tonight. We've got uh, we've got um, Jody and Evely listening in in um, listening in the um, great city of Harvey. Let's see. We've got uh, let's see who else did I not mention yet? Um, let's see. Malachi's listening tonight. Good to have Malachi listening. Mm, let's see who else. Well, I better quit. I better get back to the program here. Uh, thanks for listening. By the way, you can text me seven zero one two nine zero seven eight six two. Some good questions out there too. We are the joy that was set before Jesus that helped him to endure the cross. Does everybody understand that? And the reason we're the joy is because we with our own free will, because we want to, we begin to serve the Lord once he pulls us out of this world. Uh, he, he, uh, we begin to serve the Lord uh, in our what we <coughs> consider our entertainment. You know, um, this is, um, in our, <coughs> you know, God's people aren't going to have anything to do with Hollywood or a lot of the television programming that's out there because that doesn't please the Lord. That stuff has gotten so far off track. It's always been bad, but it's even worse now. First John 2.15, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. You know, that, and it's not talking about people. It's talking about worldliness. The uh, the Bible, how can how can we be the joy that's set before him is when we walk in a sexually pure way. In other words, if you're single, you're not having sex with anybody, and if you're married, you're having sex as a man with your one wife and as a wife with your one husband. That the Bible says in First Corinthians six eighteen to flee fornication. You say we are the joy set before Jesus if we live a holy and righteous life. We are. You know, this, um, we are the joy set before him if we choose to forgive others. We are the joy set before him if we love other people. You know, how can, you know, you, you can't read First, second, and third John, without coming away with this idea that it's God's will that we love everybody, we're kind to everybody, we're merciful to everybody. We are the joy that was set before Jesus when we are forgivers. I heard this said at a wedding up in Minot. I think it was Brother Starr that said it. He said that we need to try to be in our marriage. We need to have a contest who could be the best forgivers. I've never forgot it, and I've repeated it many, many times. You know, let's, let's, you know, you that are married, let's try to be the best forgivers. You know, that's, that's, uh, that's the joy. In other words, yes, in marriage there are some things that are hurtful, but we have, to, we can't just stew on them, we have to forgive. You'll never, be more like Jesus than when you forgive. And if we don't, the Bible said we won't be forgiven, so we better forgive. We are the joy that's set before Jesus when we choose to be thankful in all things. <coughs> you know, God's people are, are thankful people. And it gives the Lord joy when we are. To prove that, 
all you've got to do is go back to the Exodus and the children of Israel wandering around in the wilderness, whining and complaining about everything. I mean, they had their food sent to them every day, and they whined and complained about it. They complained about everything. And God got pretty sick of it. You know, being thankful to God. I preached today about being thankful for life, and while you have life, praise the Lord. Probably wouldn't make a great radio show, but but I I um thankfulness is a is something that gives him joy. You know, um when we praise and worship God. When holy, loving, forgiving, thankful people begin to praise and worship God, we are the joy that was set before Jesus. That psalm that I sang at the very beginning of the program, Psalm 33, part of that says, Rejoice in the Lord, O ye righteous, for praise is comely for the upright. In other words, praising God looks good for people that are living right. Who does it look good to? Well, certainly it looks good to people that are watching because when you know somebody's life is backing it, it, it there's just it does look good, but it, it looks good to God. You know, I called on church on Wednesday. I said, what does it mean that praise is comely for the upright? And Brother Miles in our church yelled out, it looks good on you. Exactly. That's one of the greatest incentives that we have to try to live right. Is this is this encouraging anybody to live right tonight? Because we give God pleasure not only when we praise and sing and worship Him, but when we walk in holiness. Praise is comely for the upright. It looks good on you. It looks good to God on you. The Bible talks about in Hebrews thirteen fifteen. It says, it "says let us let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to His name." So, <coughs> the that God wants us to continually, ongoing, regularly praise Him with our mouth. And then it calls it the sacrifice of praise because sometimes you don't feel like it, but you do it anyway because you know God loves it. That's what free will means. Free will does not mean that necessarily you want to do right because there's a part of us that doesn't. Free will means that you do right because you are telling yourself what I'm going to do. So technically you're doing right because you want to do right. But there's always voices in you telling you to do different. You know, when you're, like for instance, when you've just been beaten like Paul and Silas and are put in prison and are just probably as miserable as you can be because you've just been beaten and now you're tied up in chains and you can't get comfortable and the rats are nibbling on your toes. But the sacrifice of praise means we're going to praise God anyway. And that's what Paul and Silas began to do. I believe it's in Acts chapter 16. And when they did, it pleased God. It gave God joy, so much so that he began to shake the prison, and they were all released from their bonds supernaturally. Acts 16.25, at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. You see, it might be a midnight in your life. It it really might be. You know, I we pastor, you know, a church that's you know got a lot of people, a lot of families, and there's some people that are going through midnight for one reason or the other. But you know what gives God pleasure? When Jesus was going to the cross, he knew that there were going to be people in the future that we're going to take advantage of his salvation 
program. And now they're living for God, and everything's not always hunky-dory. But they're going to keep serving God and praising God anyhow. Because they're thankful for what Jesus did on the cross for them. And that gives God pleasure. You know, 44 years ago, on Tuesday night, the past this past Tuesday, you know, just this past Tuesday, 44 years ago, I was in my car smoking pot, listening to music, I think, and I heard a voice in my head, or really heard it, I don't know which, but that was the beginning of a spiritual awakening in my life. I threw my drugs out the wind, or out the door. I got out of my car, threw them in this river that I was at in Valley City, North Dakota. 44 years ago, God called me. I, I, I responded to the call, and to this day, I still am. I am the joy that was set before Jesus. He reached out to me. I heard of the plan of salvation. I heard about what he did on the cross for me. I heard how to respond to it by repenting, you know, asking God for forgiveness, truly being sorry for my sins, sorry enough to where I'd stop acting like that. I was baptized, which means to be immersed or dunked under the water in the name of Jesus Christ. We just got to baptize a couple on Friday. That was a beautiful thing. In the name of Jesus, just like it says in Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Which my wife and I did. We A, a period of time went by and we received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You know, this... First uh, Peter chapter two nine through ten it says you are a chosen generation. Now I, what, what, let me tell you this: when when Jesus called me out of this world, He was hoping that I would be the one, one of the ones to give Him pleasure. But it was my choice. Jesus was hoping that I would respond and begin to live a life that was pleasing to Him. He wants all of us that he's calling tonight to be the joy that was set before him. 1 Peter 2.9, you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past were not a people but are now the people of God which had not obtained mercy but now have obtained mercy. You know, this um, uh, Brother Luna from Wapaton requested I'd sing this song, and it really does fit in perfect with my program tonight, but God called us out of this world. That One of the connotations of the word English word church, you know, we say church, some of us think of a building, so on, but <laughs> one of the connotations, uh, it, the word means several things, the root words of this, oh, the holy ones, but one of the things it means is the called out ones. And that's that's what this song is about that I wrote many years ago. Um, is It's a song of my testimony, and, um, and it's a song that can be your testimony too. Got a call one evening many years ago. From someone who I didn't know real well He asked if I was ready To come out from among them He told me he would save my soul from hell And I was called out Called out to be holy Called out, called out of this world, called out, 
lay before me, I was called out to Him. Well, my life was full of sin when Jesus called me in. He had a plan to wash those sins away. Baptized in Jesus' name, in the apostolic way, His blood washed away each stain, and I was called out, called out to be holy, called out, called out of this world, called out. New life lay before me. I was called out to Him, but it didn't seem to me I could live in victory. He had a plan, so I could do that too. I spoke in other tongues when the Holy Ghost came in. The gift He gave to me, He'll give to you. Gift of the Holy Ghost. I was called out, called out to be holy. Called out, called out of this world. Called out, a new life lay before me. I was called out. To him, and there's soon a day a coming. We'll hear the sounding of the trumpet. The dead in Christ shall rise from their graves, and we who are alive and remain shall be caught up to be with Him. His bride has made herself ready to go. Think about that. His bride has made herself ready to go, and she'll be called out, called out to be with him. Called out, called out of this world. Called out, eternal life before us will be called out. To him, that's my desire someday to be one of the, to be a called out one now, and to be called out of this world when he calls me home. You've been listening to the Tell It Like It Is radio program so far, and Pastor Bob, the pastor of the New Life Pentecostal Church, right here at five hundred one Elks Drive, Dickinson, North Dakota. Our next service is Wednesday night at seven thirty. It's a regular church service Wednesday night at seven thirty. It's um, we have worship, we have prayer. Um, sometimes my topics are a little more hard hitting, not necessarily always, but um, and and I believe I am the speaker for this Wednesday. So if you want to meet me in person, uh, we would love to have you come. Five hundred one Elks Drive. One of the men from the jail promised he'd be there this Wednesday. He, he hopes to be getting out, so that's going to be exciting, and um, to have him there. We also have church on Sunday morning at 10 o'clock is Sunday school. That's for all ages. And at 11 o'clock, we have our worship service on Sundays. Uh, Friday mornings, there's a men's Bible study. Right now, we're having it at Taco John's in in uh, Dickinson here. So that starts at 6 o'clock on Friday mornings. And uh, we'd love to have you come to that. And we, boy, I, we had a big group there. I mean, it was it was a big group on on um, on this past Friday. We have... Dr. Matt Ramsey leading that Bible study. He's got a Ph.D. in psychology, and uh, he does always does interesting Bible studies. Um, we've got uh, churches around the area that you can attend. We have one in Beach, which is 60 miles west of Dickinson. They have a Sunday morning, Wednesday night service. We have one in Bowman. Uh, on Main Street in Bowman, they have a Sunday, uh, a Wednesday night, Sunday morning service. We have a church in Beulah that has a Wednesday night and Sunday morning service. So there's some churches around the area. Of course, we have churches in Williston. We have churches in Newtown. 
Minot, Bismarck, Mandan. So churches in this area in western, southwestern North Dakota. So there are churches, and when I say we have churches, these are churches that preach the Acts 238 message and holiness, both. And so we want you to, and the oneness of God, and I didn't touch on that tonight. Oh, thank you so much for all the texting. I got a lot of uh, texting. Um, Brother Johnson always says such nice things. Uh, Dave from Fargo (coughs) texted me, and I'm glad to have him with us tonight. (coughs) Pastor Bob signing off for another Tell It Like It Is radio show. I'm going to play a Bill Farron song, which is one of my favorites on this CD. The CD is called The Captain. And this song, it's a little longer song, and that's one of the things I like about the CD. Many of the songs, he gives it some time to um, expand or to, um, you know, to really, uh, on the lyrics, to allow some good lyrics. And so this song is called Without You by uh, Bill Farron. God bless you. Good night, folks.
always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website www.holyghostradio.com The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.